Hi, Pie family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good midnight, wherever you find yourself in the world at this moment. For me, it is 10.42 a.m., 10.42 a.m., and I realize that this is my uh, second season, episode 30. Second season, episode 30. Actually, this might be my third season, but I don't know. I think it's my second season as I did start at the beginning of 2020, so 21 and 22. So yeah, I think I started beginning of 2020, but not quite at the beginning of 2020. Either way, this is episode 30, could be season two, I don't know, I can't keep up with this stuff anymore. And I just realized that this is the weekend of um, Halloween. So a little girl approached me and she said, and she just came out of nowhere. This little girl just came out of nowhere. Pretty little girl, um, ginger hair. And I mean, just the cutest little girl. And I was dropping my son off at school and she said, guess what I'm going to ask for Halloween? And I was like, um, what? And she said, I am going as a skeleton. And I was like, oh my. And so I said, well, you didn't want to be a princess? She said, I'm going to be a zombie princess and I was like oh okay well cool that's cool you know zombie princess is cool uh she said zombie skeleton princess I think it was and I was like oh okay cool I was like what kind of shoes will you wear with that and she said I'm gonna wear some rainbow shoes and I'm like okay rainbow shoes I said well I can't wait to see it you know and I'm not her parents I can't tell her you know what to do so you know, I laughed or whatever, and then she was she was so excited. At first, she said she wasn't going to wear shoes at all. I'm like, well, you got to have on shoes, you know? And so, contrary to me saying you can't tell her what to do, you can't go outside with the shoes off, you know? And so, then um, she says, well, I'm going to wear rainbow shoes. And I said, well, I can't wait to see it because I can't imagine seeing a skeleton with rainbow shoes on. So, I thought that was funny. But in little Halloween, I told my son when they asked him what he's going to be, he's going to be the same thing he's been for the rest of his life every day, a Christian. That's what he is. That's what he's going to be. And not to say that little girl is not a Christian. I know we have people who say they believe in God and they celebrate Halloween. And I say to each his own, but I know from being young and growing up, and just not in church, but experiencing Halloween for myself, it's not really a day that Christians should actually be celebrating. So whether you call yourself a disciple of Christ, a Christian, a woman of God, man of God, it's not really a day that you should be celebrating. And so um, the, the world doesn't see a difference because we have stopped putting the difference. And again, to each its own, you know, you can say, well, you know, if we don't get out there and we so closed off, well, the Bible tells us to separate ourselves. We're supposed to separate ourselves. We're not supposed to try to be like everything and everybody else. You know, how can you draw somebody to you if you're doing everything that everyone else is doing? How can you set yourself aside? Sanctify literally means set aside for the master's use. And so how can you say that you're set aside if you're not even setting yourself apart? So that's just my spiel on that. Um, there are lots of reasons why that day. And you can feel in the air, you can literally feel the magic that happens or the, the crafts that um, is going on back where I'm from. You, Halloween is one of the days that parents are very aware of, you know, 
And so people are like, oh, they say it's the devil's day. Well, it is. Who else day is it? I mean, with all the craziness that happened, you know, I've I've heard on YouTube that witches look forward to Halloween. They say that they um that's the day that they do a lot of high craft magic and spells and stuff. So they look forward to it. And so you wanna do the most on that day. You know, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. The problem is that the people who call themselves people of God are not taking this thing seriously. We are fighting an invisible war and you have to worship and serve and do the stuff we're supposed to, we're supposed to be praying. That's how we get the intel. But if you're not doing any of that, then how are you going to be informed on what you need to do next? Anyways, like I said, that's my spill on that. Can't wait to see a little girl and her little skeleton thing. And, you know, that's the, her parents. Um, are responsible for her. I don't know that little girl. I saw her one time, you know, but she sees my son all the time. So she asked him what he's going to be. He said, Christian, she go home and they and say that to her mom. Yes, you know, um, she they'll either say to her, well, you know, that's how they believe, blah, 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 whatever. That's not my, that's not my area. If they come to me, I have an obligation to tell them, yes, I told my son, but I did not say anything to your daughter. But while we're at it, let's talk about it. And that is how you start ministering effectively to people. But so today it leads me into what I want to talk about. It's not necessarily about Halloween. What I want to talk about is a legacy. Um, so the legacy that I'm trying to leave as a minister, as a parent, as a wife, I'm trying to be the best of the best, baby. I'm trying to be everything that God has called me to be. And I want to be everything that God has called me to be because why would I want to be anything else? My whole life, I have been set aside, you know, and my thing is when you are young, you are young, you you want other people's approval. But by the time you're in your 30s, you like bump everybody. And if you're not at that point yet, then you'll get there eventually. I thank God for how I've grown as a person. When I was younger, I never actually did care for people's approval. I just didn't want to be picked on, like, you know, because I didn't have money. And other people around me, they had money. You know, my clothes, they were nice, but they were not name brand. And so, like, I didn't want to get picked on for that stuff. You know, I, my grandma, she made me clothes and I appreciated it every time because when she made me clothes, they looked like they were bought from the store, which I don't understand how store bought is the ooh, so high and mighty standard. But my grandma, you know, when she made me stuff, I had no problems, but I went through a period of time where I didn't have anything. And so my, I wore my granddad's hand-me-downs. He would give me stuff and I would make it as stylish as I can. Ironically, now that is the style. But, you know, back then, they just laughed at me. You know, like I remember back in the early 2000s, suspenders was a thing. But when you were in eighth grade, suspenders is not the thing. So it's just not. And I was laughed at, you know, like now you look at the pictures, I was in style. Then, you know, like then, not so much. And so I didn't want to be um, bombarded or talked about or treated wrong. But I found this is the one thing I found out. And I'm glad I have a wide range of listeners that do listen to me. So I hope that you made it past your hurt feelings on Halloween. Because when it comes to God's word and when it comes to, you know, stuff that Christians are not really supposed to do, I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it alone. 
God is still on the throne. God is still in charge. I know what the world looks like. I know what the prevailing culture says, but God is still on the throne. God can still make everything all right. God is still in control. No matter what we see, God is still in control. And he allows everything to happen in its own time. And when he's good and tired of it, and man, does he have a lot of patience. Because half the things that's happening down here, I would have been blew up the earth. I would have took my people and then everybody else that want to do everything else and cursing me and blah, blah, blah. I would throw them slapped into a lake of fire because fire cleanses. If you understand anything about um, fire, fire renews, fire burns up and fire cleanses. Um, you can have fire. Fire brings new life. So I, I would just go ahead, make that sacrificial thing happen. Boom, I'm done. Uh, you know, but I'm not. And I thank God that I'm I'm not God because, like I said, we all wouldn't stand a chance. I got about eight hours of patience. So, yeah. But God is still on the throne. And I'm going to leave it at that. So, what I, you know, what I discovered is when you stop caring, like, even if people pick on you, don't let it affect you so much. Because that's a form of fear and it holds you back from going forward in life. I, I used to have this thing where um, I was real fearful, you know, and then some things happened to me in my youth that I I never thought would happen to me. OK, like I've had to go to court and I'm like, whoa, you know, and so now getting a job it used to be so scary to me because I'm like, I don't know how to write this now. I don't know what's but now. I'm like, screw it. I don't really care. I don't really care. And this is when I got to that point that I was free from being tormented by the things in my mind. You're not going to get hired because this happened to you. I didn't return a computer on time. Okay. I was sick. I didn't return the computer and they put me through the ringer. I mean, when I say rake me over the coals, Man, I was slender. And at the time I was going, that's when I first started out doing ministry. And, you know, the bad thing about people when it comes to you and doing ministry is like if any little thing, they can find any little thing on you. You are you are a false prophet. You are a fake minister. And the worst mistake that people make in the church, even because they be hurt and they're ashamed, you know, but is that they actually wear the shame, even if they haven't done anything wrong, but it looks like it. They wear that shame and they react accordingly. And I noticed that. And so with me, you know, I was younger, you know, and I was like, and I did react the same way. And I did. And I went through that, you know. And so and, and, and it don't just be people in your church or whatever your job people in your neighborhood, everybody's like, mm -hmm, I knew it. I knew it. Hiding behind God, you know, and like just treating you like you have done the most, but they don't know what's going on. They don't ask. They ain't going to ask, you know? So it's like a learning process. It was a learning process for me because now there's a scripture in the Bible that I understand more so than I understood back then. So my pastor, when I was younger, she used to um, she used to talk about legacy, and I thought that she was dying. Thank God she's still here. 
Um, but I thought she was dying and I was like, oh no, she's going to die because she's talking about legacy and blah, blah, blah. But she never went to this scripture. And for a long time, I didn't know how this scripture actually applied. So now on the subject of just, you know, this, this all, everything I said will combine in a second. We're going to go to second Timothy chapter two and verse 20. Okay. Oh, we can start at 19 because like I said, God is still on the throne. And verse 19 says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Iniquity is wrongdoing. And so even as a Christian, we're instructed that even if something isn't wrong, if it looks wrong to depart from that. And so sometimes when people, uh, when you get accused of stuff, you know, you're like, oh, crap. You know, so you stop doing stuff, even if it's not wrong. You stop doing it because you don't want to you don't want to have that. Mm -hmm, I thought she was a Christian, but look at her over there. Now, look at her. You ain't got nothing to say now, huh? Do you Christian? You know, and going being drugged through the mud and raked over the coals, you know, I, I've had things happen to me more than one time. And I remember I got criticized. The guy was going around telling everybody that's a preacher right there. I wasn't even a preacher yet, you know, and he taunted me. You know, because something bad happened to me and I was paying the price for it because, yeah, I, pay, I played my part in it, you know, but it was like he he didn't even know. He didn't even care. He just wanted to taunt me as a Christian. And that happens to people. And you got to know how to stand up. Either you can laugh at him and be like, God is still on the throne and it may look like this. But this is not what it is because they don't they don't they don't look at you as a person. They look at you as your belief. And that's the crazy part. You know, like everybody's like, I just want to be seen as a person. I want to be seen as myself. But a person who's the Christian, they don't get that same courtesy. They get looked at as, as their belief, you know. And so anything they do is like, I thought you was a Christian. And literally it's said like that. And you're treated like that. And it's not fair. But here's the thing. You know, they may not see it, but, and they may be taunting you, but God is able to make you shine way above any, any messiness that happened in your life. So the next verse says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. And 21 says, if a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel to unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepare unto every good work, okay? And then it goes on and it tells you how you get to this, this um, step. So one thing is, it says, flee, flee useful lust. Forgive me for my stuttering over my words. Sometimes it happens. To me, um, it's more than just flee useful lust. It's flee ignorance. You know, like people say stuff, you got to be in your yeah, yeah, yada, yada moment. You know, like come up to you trying to start drama. Yeah, yeah, yada, yada, or laugh at it. You'll be so surprised how much if you laugh at some people be like, what the crap? So my, my pastor used to talk about legacy. And I thought about this with verse 20, how in a great house, there are not only vessels, some of gold, some of silver, you know, some people in your life, they're like silver. If you throw bleach on them, you know, if you, you know, are some cleansing agent, they're going to tarnish because they're, they're not. It's not that silver is not real, it's that it can be tarnished. So some friendships in your life might actually be tarnished. 
might be stained with problems. But the good thing about silver is I have silver jewelry. I have sterling silver and I like it. You know, I don't get bleach on it because I know what will happen if I get bleach on it. You know, it has to be preserved. It has to be treated precious, especially with around chemical agents. So you don't take that type of person. You don't take them around things that can infect them. You don't take yourself around things that can infect you. If you know your, your personality is silver, if you are a vessel of silver and, you know, you can't deal with narcissists and all that type of stuff, do not go around those people. They're going to tarnish you. And silver is beautiful when it's standing in its own right. But if it get tarnished, that is ugly. And the last thing you want to be to yourself and to everybody else is ugly. You don't want to react like them because you're going to tarnish your silver. You don't want to think like them. You're tarnishing your silver. You don't want to do your hair like them. You want to be your own self in your own right. You know, and have your you have a chemical agent that cleans you. And in this case, it would be God that keeps you in your perfect silver state. You know, and so that right there in itself is is a thing. I, I really love the fact that gold, you have some people that are gold in your life. And gold is flexible. You know, it can be molded in any little shape, you know, and um it doesn't tarnish. It's, it lasts a long time, you know, but it, it can get a little dirty, you know, but when you get a little shine on it, it'll go back to the way that it's supposed to look. You know, um, I like gold. Gold has been like the, the reigning thing in America for the longest. You know, it's like that sure standard thing. If you ain't got nothing else, please have some gold. I really like that. Um, it's you can it conducts electricity. And so it's a, it's like a. I call it like an evangelist. It's a starter. And so you have people like that who are good at getting stuff going, you know, and, you know, keeping it going or whatever. But, you know, in a way, sometimes people like that can be bad. And sometimes you need to stay away from those people, especially if they're electric and they start problems. You need to stay away from them. Because if we're talking about a great house, we're in this case, he's talking about the house of God. But I, I like to take things in the Bible and apply it to your everyday context. So at your job, you, you got people that are gold. They are electric. They always thinking about deals. You got some people that's silver. You know, they pretty, dress nice and all that stuff. And they come up with ideas too. But you got to let them work in their own right. Because when they're in their right environment, you know, like they, they thrive. But if you throw them in something else, ooh, that person is not doing that. It's not getting done. Even at your school, you got kids that, you know, they can be gold or silver you know and some are electric and them the popular kids and then you got the ones that they still popular but they're a little less popular but they still you know they still shine in their own right but you gotta let them do their own thing you know and then it says you got um vessels of wood and earth okay so you got people that you got the the grain by the grains of the sands a million you got them and you got people that's like you know um, literally, we have people that are like earthy, <laughs> the tofu people and stuff like I'm one of them. <laughs> and so, you know, but you have different types of personalities everywhere you go. And you got to know how to interact with these people and how because people have certain levels to them. You can't expect a person to be a friend who never had a friend. 
you know, they can learn and then they either going to treat you in that silver, gold, earth and wood state, you know, wood is good. But if it's wet, you know, bad things can happen to that. And so you got to you got to be able to handle or have people that can that can work with you or you need people that's on your level, you know, like certain things just don't go together. So, you know, if you wet wood over and over again over time, it, if it's left in water too long and you take it out the water, it's going to crumble. It's going to turn back into earth. You know, so you got those. They could just blend into the crowd no matter where you go. And so when I thought about that, I thought about the type of legacy I wanted to leave. Do I want to be a vessel of honor? Do I want to be a vessel of dishonor? Do I want to be a vessel of gold or, or silver? Do I want to be of wood? Do I want to be earth? Do I want to be all of those things? Because at times my personality does flip. You know, like what do I want to be at the end of it all? I want God to stand sure. I want everyone who knows me to know that I love God and I live for God. And, you know, I don't understand why there's consequences, but, you know, I take it. So there's that, you know, and my heart dropped when I say that, but I know that there is no other place for me. And so when I when I speak about these vessels and I learned about it, like and learned to look at it like that, sometimes when you in an environment, no matter where it is, church, home, work, school, the mall, you know, there's going to be people there who are honorable and who are nice and who don't treat you like crap. And then there are those there who just come there to cause crap. You know, and you got to be able to say, then who am I going to be in this situation? Am I going to be the person that's going to continue to light the fire, be electric and start the trouble? Or am I going to be the person that says, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I stepped on your shoe. Or I dropped this drink on you. Let me help you with some napkins. Can I pay for that drink that I dropped? Or, you know, I'm sorry. Um, how can I make this better? Or you could just walk away and not say nothing at all. Like what kind of vessel do you want to be in your everyday life? Whatever you decide to do, I hope and I pray that it brings you honor and just happiness. Unless it's the bad stuff, then just stop. Just please stop. Like, no, everybody's tired. Please stop. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, that is the message that I got from God. And no, I don't do anything wrong. So I'm going to cut off right here. And I pray that you guys learn something from me. I will start bringing more and more scriptures because I realize that when I say a little bit of church, I know that every day I live church. So, hey, um, in the state of the world, the way it is, there's a lot of things that actually needs to be explained that's in the Bible because people are running rampant with misinformation and false conclusions and stuff. And I'm like, what the world? Where you get that from? It's almost laughable if it wasn't real. So, but it is. So here I am, Minister Chandra Harris Jr. Um, just, you know, living life, writing books and taking my child to school, a real person trying to make a real change. So I love you all. I have no idea who's listening ever. I pray that instead of getting offended that you listen until the very end, because like I said, I can make you feel a billion emotions and then one, and you will tell me what that one is. Until next time, pie family, good night.